Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 556, recorded live on Saturday, April 28th, 2018. And here are your hosts, the man who can kill this recording with a single topic, Dave Play. Hi. And the man who is seriously not afraid to pull the plug, Andy Lowe. Hi. What? Oh, oh, that topic. That topic, yes. You mean what I did two nights ago? Yes. On on Thursday night at 10.30 at the Marcus Point Cinema Theater. Yes, that topic. I see. I So if, if I wanted to be like, you know, I'm just not really feeling up to it, I could just be like, so Andy, let me tell you about... Uh, Last week, uh, uh, two nights ago. Yeah. What am, what am I and am I not allowed to say? Oof. I have gone. I, I, I have, do have to say, I have not paid attention <laughs> to really much anything outside of the trailers. That's as far as I've gone with okay. it. Okay. And I, you know, I'm not looking at anybody's reviews. I'm not looking at, you know, I've seen people's reactions on Facebook, but as soon as they start posting like a review of it, then, you know, skip, hide this topic, you know, for, for, for a week. Yeah. Okay. Tuesday, Tuesday at 1130 is when I'm going to go see it. PM? AM. AM. Okay. Kate is going to go see it with her coworkers on Monday night while I watch the little guy. And then you'll switch for Tuesday. Yeah. Well, no, because I'll go during lunch on Tuesday. I see. Because Tuesday is $6 movie tickets and $3 hot dogs. Nice. So, you know, I'll get an actual lunch out of this. (laughs) And a two-hour movie. Yeah. It's a long lunch break. Well, you know. I, you know, I, <laughs> I tell my, you know, superiors at work and they're like, that's a very good reason, you know, to take a long lunch break. So they, I have let them know that is where I'm going to be at. I have an assistant in place for, you know, if anything happens while I'm at the movies. So, yep. So you, you haven't answered the question of what am I allowed to say? <clears throat> I don't know. Like, is it is it okay to say that Laura has now seen it twice? Oh, jeez. <laughs> and had I the opportunity, I would as well. Well, that's good. So I'll, I'll say that. That's I not spoilers. We, we have seen, we went to go see uh, <laughs> the original Avengers twice, mm-hmm. so. Yep, I, I mean, ah, 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 tongue-tied. Like, I can't say things, and I want to say them. I don't even want to say spoilers. Like, I just want to say things about the movie, and... I know that I can't because Andy will kill the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. literally, we'll just stop the recording. Mm-hmm. And also stop talking to me for a couple weeks. Until Tuesday. Just until Tuesday. Just until Tuesday. Hmm. Well, no, I mean, if I, like, if I spoiled shit, oh. then you'd, you'd stop talking to me for a, a while. I don't know. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I don't intend to find out. Oh, man, but there's so many things to say, and I don't want to wait a week. Do we need to have, like, an emergency recording on Tuesday afternoon? Well, no, because I got to go back to work afterwards, and then, Well, you know. I, right, I meant, like, when you got home from work. Uh, well, Tuesday is shopping day, so... Oh, so that's not going to work. No. I mean, I'm working Tuesday as well. Um, 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 been getting my fill of, like, the Avengers cast going on to various talk shows... I do have to say the Marvel Bunch thing on The Tonight Show was pretty funny. Yep, that was pretty good. Have you have you read the Infinity's War, Infinity Wars comic? No, but uh, did you know that there was a, I think, three prelude comics to the movie that were released? No. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Marvel had put out three uh, prelude comics. So MCU, but in comic form? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, I should be getting those on Monday to read <laughs> you have one day to read these comics well um the comic book store here didn't have them and i guess uh-huh. my assistant's dad was able to pick them up at the comic book store where he was at uh, up in bay city and he's going up there this weekend so he's gonna pick them up take them back because he's seeing it this weekend so it should be interesting Mm-hmm. but like i wanna talk, uh... wait until the next episode or not. But that's or... a week away. Ooh. It's not fair. You get to do it for your weekly review. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that Marvel timed their movie as such. 
They didn't actually- well, <laughs> we didn't even know about this. Sorry, I'm closing up a bag of chips here. Um, it's, it's, it's not my fault. They even changed the date, even. Yep, just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. My guess was just because, you know, they wanted, they didn't know, you know, they didn't <clears throat> want everybody to spoil it in the rest of the world since it was coming out there first. What? The international release, release date didn't change. Yeah, really? Yeah, it was just the U.S. was going to get a later, they did that with, um, like, Iron Man 3. Remember, you saw it in the U.K.? couple weeks before it was going to come out here yep i think they did it with thor ragnarok too yeah so my guess is they they wanted to do basically um what other movie did that it was a uh worldwide release day i don't know why don't most movies do worldwide release days why do they like why do they release it in other places first so they can have different um release parties yeah and different red carpet events that sort of thing but but, it's all marketing it's all marketing yeah i guess that's why they staggered the release dates is specifically for marketing so they can they basically can you know throw the throw the movie stars on a jet and do a worldwide tour as you know the thing is released and in all the other countries on different dates but for this one they didn't want the spoilers yeah like the part of the movie where Just so you know, I literally have your Skype window still open (laughs) just so, you know, I can end the call at any point. You know, I I can it's it's right there, right there. I I literally still have it up there just sitting there waiting. I'm sorry, I muted myself. What was all that? (laughs) Okay, I I will try not. Oh. Okay. Laura saw it twice. I'd like to see it again. I'm going to say that. That's not too much. That's not giving away anything. It's just me saying this is a really, really good movie. And I will probably agree with you on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Yep. Right. So, uh, should we hit topics? I, I guess. Yeah. So we reported recently, which is to say we repeated someone else reporting because that's what we do, um, that Nintendo Switch was selling, like, gangbusters. Hotcakes. Like, Like insanely, like, yeah. Like, outselling the Wii at this point, right? Switch sales versus Wii. Show me a graph. Yeah, that it it has now overtaken the Wii's sales in week, like, 42. So that's, you know, really insane and really cool. And there have been groups, we we also reported a while ago about a group that had gotten custom code to run on the Switch. Yes. But just, like, very, very basic. That, like, it was actually a really cool talk to to listen into, because they gave a talk, they gave a natural presentation at a, a convention of, like, this is the status, this is what we're doing, and this is how we approach this, and this is where we got with this, and... Here's the the things we're running into. Uh, Evidently, they have successfully gotten it to run Linux. Huh. So what does that mean? Um, Essentially, because they've gotten it this far, it's just a small step from moving from there to running uh, homebrew games on the Switch and using the actual Switch's architecture instead of, like, Linux. So you'll be able to run homebrew games. Now... This this has a second consequence, because if you can run homebrew games, there's often very little way for the system to know the difference between homebrew and copied. Ah, okay. So, you know, security hole. Major security <clears throat> hole. And am I reading this correctly, that this is an issue with the actual processor in the Switch? Uh, one of them, yeah. It's it was so. In, it's actually in that original talk that I talked about. Uh, it's a a. It's not really a flaw, but it's poor design. It it was a a. I guess we'll call it a flaw. It's a flaw in in the um one of the Nvidia graphics chips. Might actually be the CPU, not the graphics chip. I don't. I'd have to go back and look again. Tegra I don't really want to sit through. I don't want to sit through another forty minutes of that talk, though. I mean, it was a good talk once. 
Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Tegra X1. Oh, it's it's one of those multi-chips, mobile-based multi-chips. So it's got a GPU and a CPU attached to it. Uh, yeah, Tegra X1 processor specifications, GPU, NVIDIA Maxwell 256-core GPU, and 4-core 64-bit ARM CPU on it as well. So yeah, it's it's one of those mobile chips. Yep. So Nintendo has got an issue with the Switch, and there's nothing they can do about it outside right. of right. making it. I mean, this, it, it's only a matter of time, right? Like, the same thing happened to the Wii. Now, didn't the... Uh, this is, okay, this is what I'm worried about. Didn't people, you know, do something similar to the PlayStation 4? Um, or is that something it? different? I think you're thinking about the PlayStation 3 that Sony sold saying you can install Linux on it and then later killed that so that you couldn't and then people sued. Is that what you're thinking about? I don't remember. That was so long ago. <laughs> then that was probably the PlayStation 3. We just talked about the lawsuit like earlier this year because it finally settled. Dave, I don't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. Oh, but do you remember what I told you about the Infinity War? Red button, Dave. Red <laughs> button. <laughs> We but are Andy, currently at DEFCON 3, right? You you won't remember it. Okay, tough guy, DEFCON 3. Which DEFCON was the most severe? DEFCON 1. All right. That's why I'm, we're at 3. We're, we're at a heightened state of alert. <laughs> but, you know, DEFCON 2 is when you actually put the bombers in the air. Yep. Bombers in the air. The missile silos are open. I guess DEFCON 2 is when I start talking about the information from the trailers. Oh, no, I've seen the trailers. And whether or... Never mind. Oh, whether or not they pulled uh, they pulled a Ragnarok? Uh-huh. Ah. Because the Ragnarok trailers weren't accurate. No, no, they were not. Oh. 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 I wonder. I'm going to stop there. Hmm. <laughs> Oh man, I want to keep. Okay. Uh. So anyway, yeah, you're you're thinking of the PlayStation Three, but what about it? Well, weren't people? Was that a hardware hack or was that a software hack that they got nope. Linux going on there? I mean, it wasn't a hack. Sony literally sold it, saying you can do this. Oh, and then did a software hack to break it or what? The the lawsuit was they like changed their minds on that and said no, you can't do this anymore, and then sent out updates to break it. And actually, I think they even sent up updates to break it. It's just they changed the the hardware so you couldn't do it after a while. Mm. So the the only way Nintendo's going to stop this is by issuing like new switches, which I thought they had talked about that, right? About changing the hardware of the Switch? Yeah, I thought they had talked about... They'd have to completely redesign their architecture. Yeah, Nintendo's latest firmware updated... Uh-huh. Uh, what was the... Updated, hinted at a new model. So they're already thinking about releasing a new Switch model. Yeah, but new model versus changing the CPU... That's two different things. Okay, so yeah, so the the article that the article links to, as we go down a rabbit hole... Um, Nintendo also appears to be readying the Switch system for hardware updates with a revision of its SOC, as noted by self-describing hacking enthusiast. Okay. So it, my guess is there's already new hardware in the works, and Nintendo yep. going to Nintendo just you know wasn't able to get ahead of this. Well, but even if so, again, if there's new hardware, the likelihood of them replacing this chip, which is central to the architecture of the system, not really going to happen. Even if it does, the chip is already out there. Everyone who has an existing Switch will be able to run this hardware hack. Yep. So with the Switch sound like gangbusters. Yep. It's already out there. Now, Nintendo will be able to try and stay ahead of them in the classic, like, oh, we'll we'll patch this with a software check, and then the hardware check, the people with the hardware exploit have to get around it somehow. So they just want to make it more difficult than it, what it's worth. Right. Kind of just like adding more security to things. Sooner, you know, anything that's encrypted has the, basically has the ability to be decrypted. It's just how much time and effort yeah. do you want to put into it? And the, the issue for Nintendo is that some people do this shit for fun. Yeah. Right. They're not out here to make money. They're out no, here. No, they're just out they here enjoy. to have, yeah. 
for for the for the lulls, not even for the lulls, just for you know for the enjoyment, yeah, for the challenge. Mm-hmm. Heck, pwn to own, you know, is a thing. So you know, yes, it is. People just do it for the for the fun of it. Yep. Uh, movie pass. Yeah. So you know how we you know we're wondering like how is movie pass gonna you know yeah make money yeah. Well, they, it's because they've uh, they've kind of changed their uh, subscription plans now. Okay. So, um, so if you already have your Movie Pass subscription right now, you're kind of grandfathered in that you'll always have the unlimited movies, yes. one but per day, though, it, right? Yeah. And you can only do it. You can't do like order ahead. You have to go to the theater to pick them mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. But the the new subscribers are no longer allowed to see one movie per day. Okay. The $10 subscription will allow customers to purchase only four tickets per month. Okay. And you have to pay in three-month chunks. So $30, right, because it's yep. 10 bucks a month? Yep. For a potential 12 movies. Yes. It's still cheaper if the you other, do that many movies. The other That's a thing, lot of movie. Yeah. Uh, is the fact that, you know, if you were using MoviePass to say... Go see Infinity War. Yeah. Dave, you'd be up a creek because uh, the Terms of Service uh, prohibits MoviePass customers for buying tickets to select movies more than once. So I couldn't go and see Infinity War several times. Nope. You will see it once and you will like it, which, yes, you, would, prob- I, you have I did liked like it. it. Yes. Yeah. I, I indeed liked it and would like to, to see it again. Well, if you had MoviePass, you would have to pay full price. <clears throat> okay. So still not really a, a good thing for me. Might be no. good for some people. It's yeah. good for fewer people, though. Yes, much. Uh, oh, yeah, MoviePass is now also asking users to upload photos of ticket stubs to verify purchases. Yeah, we talked about that last week, and I'm still so confused about it. I, I don't know. Like, what what were they doing that they needed this proof? I, um... My guess is the fact that, you know, the MoviePass was just, you know, somebody was just giving in the MoviePass number or something to somebody else, or they're basically, like, sharing their Netflix login. But couldn't I just share the ticket stubs? I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, hey, All I know Andy, is, yeah. Andy, here's yeah. my login for MoviePass. Do me a favor. Just text me a picture of the tickets when you do it. And, like, who at MoviePass is going to sit there and verify all of these? I don't know. It's probably got some sort of optical character recognition or something like that. Because, you know, most of the movie passes now are, you know, printed by computer. So hopefully another computer can recognize the computer's printing. Wait, what? <clears throat> oh, yeah, image recognition. Yeah, image recognition is what my guess is what they're doing. So, MoviePass was also not the only thing that got updated. Reddit. Oh, God. I saw that new UI one time, and I said no. <laughs> Please take me back. What? Yeah, I logged in. I'm like, what the? I thought it was an April Fool's joke. And I'm like, no, wait. Pass no, April Fool's. It's not April Fool's. I'm like, what the frack is this? I don't like this. I, there's There's a comment to make there about, like, age... Oh, it was it was interesting. But it was one no, of those things like why why they, did they why did they change it? What was its reasoning for the change? I don't know. They decided they wanted something different. Yes, but different for different sakes is kind of silly. Keep up with the times, keep more modern. Yeah, how well did that work for Dig? I don't know. Has Dig changed their their style? Oh yeah. Uh, I stopped using Dig a long time ago. I only went there for the um the reader. Which, you know, died. Yeah. So now I don't go to dig anymore. Yeah, it's uh it's uh it's different. And is it working for them? I do not believe so. Ah. I don't know what the dig numbers are. I probably could find that out. Dig by the numbers twenty fifteen edition. No, that's uh it's not helpful. Two thousand seven numbers. No, what the frick? Is there <laughs> are the any of these articles actually, you know, recent? No. I think Google is just trying to get me to dig articles that have to deal with subscribers, which that's not right. Yep. So it's not Reddit, though, that you, no. you wanted to talk about. <clears throat> no, no, it's not. It's Gmail. Gmail changed their UI? Yep. Have you looked at it yet? I, I have my Gmail open right now, and it looks exactly like it normally does. Is this uh, one of those rolling updates that I missed somehow? Uh, hold on. Let me go to my Gmail page. 
clicking on the yep click on your gear icon and then say try the new gmail gear icon try the new gmail uh-oh loading gmail welcome it looks mostly the same it looks like gmail mixed with um um whatever it's called inbox yeah but look at the right sidebar okay so they put the apps on the right yep Cool. Including tasks. Remember how I had reviewed a few weeks ago, or probably just probably more along the lines of earlier this year, I reviewed that Chrome extension and mm-hmm. mobile app? Yep. Well, I guess I was just, you know, a bit early because Google just rolled out a task sidebar here. You know, my tasks Gmail. have been built into Gmail for a long time, right? Well, yes, but it was, you had to go to a separate page. Nope. Yes. Nope. Yes. Nope. Do, do you want me to go back to the old Gmail? Hold on, hold on. Go, do you want me to send to you a screenshot that has my tasks on it that's on the Gmail page? Where? Okay, Gmail, Gmail contacts and tasks. Are you, are you talking about that little tiny window that pops yeah. up? Yes, that. I know. I have that one as well, yeah. <laughs> which now is on top of my other windows because now I've got your thing popping up in. <laughs> and I've got the Hangouts popping up as well. Jeez. So many pop-ups. All the pop-ups. But yeah, my Chrome extension would just, you know, tack it to the side, and so it would shift everything on the right side over, which was uh-huh. nice. So they redesigned Gmail. Did they fix friggin' Hangouts at all? Not really. Most of the, uh, there's a confidentiality mode where um, the sender can set an expiration date. Oh, it'll take a little bit to get used to this layout, but uh-huh. looks okay. There's also emails with two-factor authentication. Tagged for deletion. What? Interesting. Yeah, it's it's all about like security and uh, you know nudging and snoozing and I I find the two factor authentication kind of neat. They changed two factor authentication. Well, no, I can send you an email. Yeah. With two factor authentication. What? Do it. Well, hold. I gotta. Uh, they don't actually. Um, they're not ready right away. The the email isn't ready right away, or the two fa- like what part? Two factor authentication is uh, Google promising we'll be able to start using the secure mode in the coming weeks. Okay. So two factor authentication says that when I email you something, the recipient must authenticate with a passcode received via text message before they're able to open a confidential email. So you have to provide like my email and a phone number. Yes. So that it knows how to text me and email me. Yes. Okay. Despite the fact that for me, both of those actually go to the same place. Yes. Something like that. So. Okay. That's kind of cool. And, and I'm very excited about that. But like, huh. So everyone's redoing their UI. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also now a mobile app for tasks. Go so ahead. my G-Task app, which, you know, was sponsored by ads. Yeah. Google basically just put them out of business. Oops. Or, you know, forces them to to innovate. Well, I actually opened it up the other day, and it's like, hey, try out TickTick. And I'm like, what the frick is TickTick? And I said, sure, why not? And then it overwrote the app and put me in this TickTick app. And I'm just like, (laughs) I didn't want that. Since they have a non-premium version, so I, you know, was put on the the old version, Mm -hmm. which, you know, only lets me have nine lists, 19 subtasks, and uh, where's the, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other stuff there that I was not allowed to do anymore. I'm like, ah, great, thanks. Or I could upgrade now for 28 bucks for the year, and I'm just like, mm, nope, we're done. Mm, 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 mm. Sorry, nope. Google just killed you. Yeah. That's sad for them. Well, they had a good run. They had something that, you know, I was using, but now... Right on my homepage on my screen here, tasks. So should be nice, though, because then I can actually take, like, emails and drag them and drop them, and they'll be set as tasks. So, you know, when people email me about something that, you know, I need to do but not right now, I can just drag it over into the task list and then boom. Cool. So, yeah, if anybody wants to try the new Gmail, it's It's, out there. But you have to actually, like, try it. You have to actually go click the little gear. Uh, See, the thing is I I kind of... I'm running a modified Gmail, right? Like my normal Gmail, I've got the three panels where I've got all inbox, unread, and starred. Okay. If I try the new one, what happens to that? I don't know. I I don't really want to get rid of all of that. It works very well for me. Okay. So that's, that's the new Gmail. And the new Tasks app. Yes. 
Uh, how's Hearthstone going, Andy? We talked a little bit about that because they have a new um, new expansion. Group. Yep, and they just lost their director. Yep, one of their you know major persons there. The one of the original Team Five guys. Uh, yes, but uh, hold on a second. Kate is calling me. Now I have continued the recording. For those who were not listening to our live show, which is non-existent, Dave, I guess, spoiled the entire movie. I I just went through, like, a couple key plot points, that's all. (laughs) Dave just sent it out to the ether where nobody was listening. Yep. Yeah, sorry, Kate was uh, Babies R Us, and so there were, like, two of the strollers left that we were looking at, so... Uh. Um, I did not spoil the movie during the break. I what, what I did is I actually left you a message that said, just so you know, I could have been talking about spoilers here. That's why I paused the recording, because, yeah. So, yeah, we were talking about Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Hearthstone, new expansion's out, and now the new dungeon run is on. Yeah, It's not called Dungeon Run, it's called Monster Hunt. Monster Hunt. Yes. But it's essentially the dungeon run. Like, it's yes. that same mechanic. Yes, but this time there are only four heroes, and they're uh, specific to the monster hunt, so... And it is um, still free? Yes, it is still free, and if you complete each hunter quest, because they'll they'll offer a daily quest on there, yep. um, we'll earn you a free card pack. So, yeah, I just logged in today, and I had a quest there, sitting there going, hey, you know... Summon 10 minions with the hunter or something like that, and I get a card pack. And I'm guessing once I complete that quest, you know, I'll get another quest about one of the other monster hunters. And then I guess uh, completing all of them will lead to the final fateful showdown with some person. And I guess the, oh, according to this, the special quest will only be available until July 26th. So you have two months. Yes. Three months. Two months to finish four quests, which are free. So... Get you another free four card packs. Oh okay. my god, that was so nice, by the way. When they had daily quests were giving you a card pack every single day. They were doing what now? The daily quests. I told you about it in Hearthstone. Oh yeah. But, yeah, the daily yeah. quests were giving you a random card pack if you completed the daily quest. So many cards. So much dust, too, because I guess I actually, like... Got a duplicate golden legendary or something like that, so I just got a whole bunch of frickin' dust, and I'm like, oh, hey! I get to make lots of cards. Okay. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, the new single-player free version is out, so you don't have to play anybody, you don't have to worry about what cards you have. It's the new dungeon run, and I got smoked my first time after five bosses. I just got, just honest to goodness, just rolled hard. So I'm, I'm not even going to get like that far, am I? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it was my first time trying it, and it just. What classes are the characters, or do they have their own decks, like completely unique? Um, I think they have their own decks, but um. Their hero powers are unique. Okay. So I think, you know, one of them's got, like, a hunter deck, and one of them's, like, a rogue deck, and that sort of stuff there, but their hunter power is unique, so it's it's a little bit different. Because so I think the the rogue deck let me pick spells that have already been played in the match. Um, and I, I, got, I picked the, the bonus to let me use my hero power twice, and uh, it only cost one thing. So a lot of the times I was just picking, you know, I'd play the spell of damage, you know, damage boss, you know, three hit points. And then I play that card for one <clears> HP and then I would, you know, use my hero power, grab it again, play it again, use my hero power, grab it again, play it again. So I'm doing like, you know, six to nine damage to the boss a turn. But yeah, no, the, the last boss that I played with that one, it's a very lopsided match. Very lopsided, but. It's I'll out there. check it out. Yep, I can just go right now if you really start playing to. it. I mean, we paused for a phone call, right? We can pause for a, a Hearthstone match, a single match that might take eight matches. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what else do you want to talk about then? There's still more. I know. Uh, like the fact see. that um, Fox and T-Mobile might be merging by the end of next week. I suppose we could go with that one too. Sure. <clears throat> the on again, off again, friends with benefits relationship. I I don't know. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Sprint and T-Mobile are are still talking, and it's looking good. Both sides are are excited about it. How this is different than what happened five months ago, I'm not really sure. Uh, but Sprint's stock definitely like jumped up. Uh, Sprint's stock actually went down again because of what? Oh no, it's back up again. Do you count after hours? Is really what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, extended hours. It's down. Yeah. Seven point four percent. But then it spiked back up for just a moment in that extended hours, back up to six fifty, and then it dropped back down. Uh, yeah, because of the uh, the speculations that um, T-Mobile is still going to have like a sixty nine percent voting um, voting uh, control control. Yes, which is control, right? If one person yeah. is sixty nine percent of the vote, <clears throat> yeah, Sprint stock has been really weird. But yeah, no the uh, the Sprint the merger. Uh, <clears throat> Would be twenty six billion, which would put the price to Sprint just above its current market price of six dollars and fifty cents per share. So that's why the when that number came out, no surprise, yep. the stock price jumped up to six fifty. Yeah, for just a moment, and then back down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know what other company has has jumped up very recently? Well, while we're on that discussion, okay. Go look at Chipotle's uh, one year. It's CMG if you're if you're looking. Oh, because Chipotle Mexican Grill got it. Yep. <laughs> well, so Chipotle had their earnings call. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing on the uh, 26th. Yeah. Well, it was actually on the 25th. It was after hours. Ah. But so <laughs> then you see what happened on the 26th. Yeah, they're they're doing pretty okay right now. Growth was entirely due to a 4.9% average price increase. Mm-hmm. So they made more money because they charged more money, not because, you know... Well, but the, they, they didn't lose... Typically, if you increase price, you lose uh, sales, right? Fewer people will buy it. But they increased price and did not lose as many sales as the price increase. Yeah, but they did fewer customers ate at Chipotle than in the year ago quarter. Probably. So they they well according to their thing here. Yeah. Fewer customers ate at Chipotle year over yeah. year. So less people ate there, but the price increase and the decrease in food and paper good costs. Mhm. Uh um yeah, so. Hmm. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, so this is entirely off topic. So uh, you know, I belong to that torch club, right? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like TED Talks plus a nice dinner. Okay. Um, well, the the one uh, this month was uh, all about options trading, and oh my god, all that options of calls and puts and everything is just like. I I wish I knew more about that. Yes, you know he's he's you know. This is his job. You know, he does this for a living and, you know, he, he's making a decent money, you know, a decent wage off of what he's doing. So, I, you know, I don't I don't doubt it, but, you know, it's just not on my level of, you know, brain right now. OK. Hey, did you play HQ Trivia last night? Uh, I have not actually played HQ Trivia ever since I've reviewed it. One of the questions that's really sad. Um, one of the questions last night was about college football stadiums and and which of the following teams had the largest stadium, and it was it was Scott, the host, yeah, who said shout out to Ann Arbor, shout out to Blimpy Burger and to Zingerman's. Who the hell are his writers? Like who's doing this research? Either that or he's a U of M grad. No, Scott Rogowski is. Where was he at? I remember I looked this up at some point. American comedian, primary host of HQ Trivia. Graduated Johns Hopkins. Hometown Harrison, New York. Born in Manhattan. Okay, yeah, so nope, nothing not about Michigan. Oh, 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 here we go. Well, uh, because April 8th, Scott Rogowski <laughs> was at the Union Ballroom. Really? Michigan Hillel? Cool. Uh, is excited to welcome HQ Trivia host and comedian Scott Rogowski to the University of Michigan. On April 8th, Scott will be joining us for stand-up comedy, a live trivia show with three lucky audience members and a question-and-answer session. All right, then. 
So, so he had just been there. Yes, he had literally just been to Ann Arbor. Okay. And definitely seems connected to, like, the Jewish community, so Zingerman's makes total sense. Yes. But is Blimpy Burger still there? I thought they closed. Uh, I thought they moved. Like, I know they lost the iconic store. Crazy Jim's Blimpy Burger on the corner of Liberty and Bagley? Is that right? No, sorry, Ashley. Liberty and... Wasn't there a bunch of food trucks there? I don't know. It's north of Maine, or not north of Maine, west of Maine. For some reason, Ann Arbor is rotated 90 degrees in my head. It it always has been Maine. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's over by um, Connors. It's kind of like, uh, God, have I ever been in that section really all that much? No, because normally we either park over by Mongolian. Google Maps is definitely freaking out right now. We're just going to close that. Well, I don't know what the hell just happened, but I tried looking at Google Maps and it literally just crashed the call recorder and Skype. Wow. Yeah. This laptop's starting to have some issues. The uh, network card on it um, needs, seems needs, to be uh... having problems, which is why I'm actually connected through the Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, God. Even though, you know, I've got a gigabit, you know, network connection. And network switch, you know, plugged in here. Kate's computer has got no problem, so it's definitely, you know, an issue with... The computer, not the... Yeah. Yeah. I actually... What was I doing? I was playing Civilization, and it actually overheated and shut down on me. And I was like, holy crap, it's been a while since that happened. Hold on. Because <laughs> zoom tight. <clears throat> Woo! So, Foxconn is draining Lake Michigan. Yep. Sorry about that. Which is weird because normally I always thought that the um, Great Lakes Compact would have required uh, all of these states attached to the Great Lakes to agree for any sort of... uh, I'm pretty sure they're building inside the region. Okay, here we go. Yep. Yep. Couple uh, Couple of paragraphs down. Yeah, to make an exception to the Great Lakes Compact is typically required to get permission from all eight governors... I looked at this because, you know, we have a cottage on Lake Michigan. Yep. Uh, in case of the Foxconn factory, no such permission was obtained thanks to some finessing of the rules. Oh, yay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, the Foxconn factory is located in Mount Pleasant, a small village outside of the Great Lakes Basin. So the application for the diversion was made by Racine, a city within the basin. A request from Racine was allowed because water utility serves a small percentage of residents in Mount Pleasant. That allowed the DNR to say the diversion qualified as being used for public water supply purposes. Mm-hmm. And the DNR did acknowledge that the diversion would partially include the Foxconn facility. Oh, that's if by, legit. If by partially, they mean like 95% of it. Oh, Wisconsin. Sorry. 7 million gallons of water per day. Our bad. 39% of the daily intake from the factory <laughs> will be lost in the process, primarily from evaporation. Well, that, that should be okay then, right? Because evaporation will just go back and start raining. And the predominant wind will take it back into the Great Lakes Basin. Yeah, uh, only the requested withdrawal of... It shows you how big the Great Lakes are. 7 million gallons of water per day, right? Adding 7 million gallons will only amount to a 0.07% increase in the total surface water withdrawals from Lake Michigan. So my only question is, okay, so 7 million is 0.07% of the withdrawal. Total surface water withdrawals from Lake Michigan. Yeah. So 7 million divided by 0.0007. Is that right? Uh, I don't know. Yes. 0.07%. So that's, <clears throat> yeah, that would be 0. right. 0.0007. Yep. Of the... <laughs> that's... Supposedly, ten, ten. There's no way that can be ten, ten billion gallons of water a day of the surface water withdrawal. Yeah, yeah, probably. This has got to be public knowledge somewhere. <clears throat> MSU extension water withdrawals and water use in Michigan. USGS estimated withdrawals. Here we go. Two trillion gallons of water annual. So divide by 360. <clears throat> wow. Well, then. The lakes are big. Yeah. 
How many gallons of water in Lake Michigan? So keep in mind, an Olympic swimming pool is already 660,000 gallons. So Lake Michigan, just Michigan, Mm -hmm. is approximately one quadrillion gallons. Oh, jeez. That is a million, million thousand. (laughs) Like... That is that is a big, big number. Hmm. You know what the biggest raise... water withdrawals use in Michigan is back in 2004? Power. power. Yep, thermoelectric power. Yeah. In order to raise the lake by one inch would require 400 billion gallons of water. Which they've done since 2008. Oh, yeah. Well, you've, way you've more than the, one inch. You've seen the beach and now the yeah. lack of <laughs> beach? Yeah, way more than one inch. So Foxconn got the Wisconsin DNR to bend the rules in order to get this to pass. Yeah, I mean, you know, (laughs) currently they're saying, yeah, this is only a 0.07% increase. But yeah, it it represents something more. It means that companies get the ability to do this. It means that companies can expect this sort of treatment. And it's just a bad idea in general. Yeah, this is it sets a very bad precedent. Which everybody else can use now. Yeah. Like, well, Foxconn did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Foxconn also promised us, like, 20,000 jobs, so... We po- we promised Foxconn $3 billion in tax credits. Yeah, that too. Go ahead and ask me if I'm happy about that. Everyone who is currently involved in the Amazon HQ2 uh, running should withdraw. Just Just putting that out there. Okay. Uh, just found a fun fact. Um, the price of Amazon Prime, speaking of Amazon, the price of Amazon Prime Went is up. increasing to $120 per year yep. now. I'm pretty sure when I first got it, it was like 80 bucks a year. Yep. Now it, you know, now it's 100 That it is, it is significant price increases. But it's so damn convenient. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. House is now on Amazon Prime to stream, so. So uh, damn convenient. I I gotta I gotta uh, God I gotta watch the last two seasons of that. You know I got to a point and then it kind of just fell off the cliff and I'm just like oh man I really should just finish that off or you know do better things with your life. Yep, just, just putting that out there. Right. Um, um, is there anything else you want to hit before we uh, move to the randoms? Ford is killing some of their designs. They're uh, they're no longer selling all their of the sedans. cars except car- just just their sedans. They're killing right, the, any the car that's not a fusion. Mustang or a Focus. Wow. Toyota must just be kicking their ass. Well, <clears throat> uh, it's because, you know, since gas prices are low again, people are buying SUVs and trucks. Yep. So, you know, they're able to make more money off of building an SUV and a truck than they are building a car. So what's what's going to happen to the factories that are building cars? That is an excellent question. Thank you. That's why I asked it. Do do we have an answer? Oh, actually, sorry. It's not the uh, it's not just the regular focus. It's the focus active crossover. So whatever the hell a crossover is. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, don't load the freaking video. Actually, just give me the other page. Got ad blockers on here for a reason. Crossover automobile. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, a crossover utility vehicle is a vehicle built on a unibody car platform, combining a high variable degree features of sports utility vehicles with a passenger vehicle. So kind of like the current, probably the current Cherokee. Yep. Jeep Cherokee 2013 to present. It's on the list. For execution? Yeah. Not the old Cherokees. The old Cherokees were more of an actual SUV, but the new Cherokees... They're a CUV. I have no idea what you are saying, sir. So, yeah, they're basically going to make one Mustang, one compact SUV, and then SUVs and trucks and vans. That's it. Well, that's what Ford is going to do. That's where they make their money. Yep. Until, you know, gas hits $4 a gallon again. Oh, hopefully it won't. Not for a very, very long time. Oh, let's see. My this new the Outback is currently averaging about twenty three miles per gallon between fill ups for me right now. So better than the Explorer, but you know, Explorer was fifteen years old. I don't know. It was. Um. So okay. Before one last thing before we move on to the randoms, net yeah. neutrality. Yeah. Oh. 
Uh-oh. Uh, supposedly it's dead, but it's not actually dead. A lot of a lot of local municipalities and state uh, legislatures are saying like, ah ha ha. No, FCC, we want net neutrality. So screw you. We're going to make it anyway. Well, yes. Uh, so the FCC rules got officially printed in the, the register. Um, register. So technically it's gone. It's gone, but it's not yep. actually gone yet. Why not? Because the U.S. Office of Management and Budget needs to sign off on the replacement protections proposed by the FCC in this killing of net neutrality rules that they published. Okay. So it's not actually finally repealed because the OMB has to sign off on the new rules, which the FCC has not given them the new rules yet. So the old rules still apply for a little longer. Yes. Until the FCC gives the new rules to the OMB and they're approved. So people are like, well, wait a second. You know, we had this rammed down our throat about, you know, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this now, 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 now. And all of a sudden, you know, they're published and all of a sudden it's just like, well, wait a second. The FCC is now stalling. Yep. Why? Because Ajit Pai wants to drag this on as long as possible. Because uh, it tracks everyone from everything else. Um, well, no. Um, it's mainly because they're, the, they're trying to convince... Because, as you've said, we've had state legislators, we've had mayors, we had everybody saying that, you know, um, that the these, you know, we are going to, you know, do it no matter what the FCC says, because the FCC thing isn't technically law. Okay. So I think this is the this is the conspiracy theory that's going on there is that the FCC is dragging their feet in order to try and get Congress to pass a net neutrality law that doesn't really do anything but says that the um, the federal law will preempt the tougher state laws and kind of block the rules from getting overturned by the courts. Because we said that was one of the possibilities was that, you know, Congress can actually write a law and that could overwrite the FCC's net neutrality rules. Well, yeah. they're trying to basically pull a Trojan horse, especially since the law is literally called the Open, Open Internet Preservation Act. Yeah. Goddamn FCC. Goddamn Ajit Pai. And now we'll yeah, see. you've got the Republicans in Congress to try and, you know. We'll see what happens this November, Yep. right? Could be a big year. Yep. What was that Could last be. special election was uh, only a five-point win for the Republicans? Uh, which one? The one in – what was that last special election? The last special election I know was the, the one in Pennsylvania where the Democrat won. No, there was one um, just recently. Uh, is that – Arizona? Yeah, Arizona. Yeah. Arizona's uh, 8th district um, voted for uh, John McCain by 22 points, Mitt Romney by 25, President Trump by 21 points. So that shows you how much it was leaning. And the special election there, the Republican only won by five points. Yep. Anywhere where the margin is 10 points or less, the Republicans are going to need to fight really hard. Mm -hmm. Reviews. 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 My review. I was thinking of uh, what products have I used in the last two weeks that I could review for us. And the one that, of course, comes to mind is probably the product. I, I use this very, very frequently, and somehow we never got around to actually reviewing it, is Discord. Which now, Andy, I, for some odd reason, thought was spelled with a Q, and I was very confused. I mean, is there one spelled with a Q? Is that something else? Nope. Discord. Uh, oh, well, there is that. That's something. Um, there is a Discord <laughs> with a Q. Uh, so John Delancey plays Q, right? Yeah. The, the, and, and how would you describe Q? Aloof. Someone who's never watched Star Trek. Tell them about Q. Uh, Q is uh, an impotent being who decides just to have fun with everybody. So John Delancey plays a character named Discord in My Little Pony. Oh. He is a a being of pure mischief. Yes, he is a would... be, he is the embodiment of chaos. And so there is a a fan connection, a fan theory that Discord and Q are actually the same person. That John Delancey is playing this same omnipotent, omniscient, all-powerful being, but, like, he can, he is so powerful, he can cross universe. He can do this sort of... So that Q is 
Discord, and Discord is Q. Yes, but this is not the Discord we are talking about. No, but now I I had never put together calling it Discord with a Q being John Delancey. This is fantastic. I, I'm I'm very happy about this. You're welcome, uh, Dave. I was for I was stumbling doing, upon that one. Yeah, well, go Google image search Discord with a Q. It's actually really funny. Um, I was I was going to review the chat application Discord with a C. And the the best way to think about Discord, because you've never used it somehow. No, I have not. I, I, I have no idea what this is. So do you remember the the early days of TeamSpeak? Yes. And Mumble? Yes. I remember actually contacting the developer of TeamSpeak because I wanted to use a TeamSpeak server on the first cross-country trip. Yep. And what he said say? no. No, which is too bad. Um... And I was he he was kind of a dick about it too, and I'm like, really, dude? What what, yep. what do you think we're gonna try and do with this? You know, it's literally going to be an ad hoc <laughs> Teamspeak server just, that is going to one, disappear once the trip is over. It's it's literally just for one trip. We just we wanted it for one one trip. That's all, just the one. Yep. And he um, said no, and I said thank you. I'm never going to use your property again. Yeah. There was another one too. I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was right at the same time as Teamspeak. I think it started with a C, but I don't remember what it was called. In any case, in all of these applications, TeamSpeak, Mumble, uh, the one that I can't remember the name of, you, you've used them and you've used Skype, yes. right? For, We're for using doing... Skype right now. Man, this is really good, but I wish it did X, Andy. Yeah. Okay. Do you, have, you, have you experienced that? Sometimes, yes, yes. You know, I would love if, you know, Skype had a built-in recording software. Hey, look. Right. Hi, Mumble. Yep. Discord essentially was a group of people who said, we don't like the current products. Let's take all the best parts of all the current products and make another chat slash voice program that is designed around communities, so kind of like IRC, but has the features that we want from uh, TeamSpeak, from Mumble, from... God, I can't remember the other one. It's driving me nuts. I swear it started with a C. Uh... Oh, Ventrilo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't start with a C. It started with a V. Vent servers. So going through and looking at the, the features of Ventrilo, the features of TeamSpeak, of Mumble, of Slack of uh aim of like and and taking a serious look at like what are the features that people want what are the features people need what do people want to be able to do with this and how can we bring this into one centralized location and it's really good like it's really 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 good it's like irc but souped up to be everything you'd want from an irc chat including voice, including moderation tools, including um, built-in commands and bots and chats, and it's so good. And to start a new server is literally one, two, type in a name, three button clicks, and poof, you have a new server. It is completely private unless you choose to open it up to people. Now, does this use like a SIP connection or... Is it all it, proprietary stuff? It's over HTTP. Well, yeah, but what's the what's the what's the protocol that y- it uses? What's the codex that it uses? Sorry, oh, I voice? deal with um, codex and you know protocol. Hang on, hang on. User settings, voice and videos. Uh, looking for advanced. Uh, it is the Opus voice okay. codec. Okay, Opus codec. Got it. All right. What? But what type of? Uh, it doesn't look like it uses SIP. All right. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting into the weeds here, but yep. I deal oh, with go, this. Go for it, because that's, that's cool stuff. What does it use? Oh, I, I will also point out that Discord now, uh, I mean, they've grown, so they keep adding things. So one of the things they've added is a streamer mode for integrating Discord with uh, the common streaming software that people use, like the OBS so that you can integrate your community with your stream. Um, they've started reaching out into like certain communities, and they've built in interaction with the games, and there are official discords now for different games and different communities. 
Oh, developer documentation. Yeah. Here so we go. I I use Discord for certain bots because you can do that sort of thing. So it's actually fairly simple to develop bots for Discord to do different things and to sit in the channels and watch for certain messages. Uh, so we use it for... Uh, Pokemon Go, and and I wrote a bot that does the organization for raids so that people can say, like, hey, I want to go do this raid that showed up. Who else is coming? And people can register for it. Okay, so it's a UDP connection. Using OP code. Okay, voice data sent using an RTP header via U... Uh UDP, which makes sense, using the Opus connection. All right. So they're definitely using definitely lots of open <coughs> yep. software, open source. Hmm. It shouldn't sound actually too bad if you're using Opus. I've actually used uh, Opus. No, it's the, the connection that I like. I've used it to to just chat with people like um, Rich and I were playing Factorio and we were using Discord just to, to host the voice chat. And it was fantastic as far as the quality. Uh, they've also added video connections recently, and because it's built on, I think it's called the Atom framework, is that what it, or it's Atom uses this, hang on, uh, Atom framework, the Electron framework, uh, it's basically just Chrome, like, it is, it is literally a, a stripped down version of Chrome and a web page. Well, that's kind of neat. Now, is this just, uh, are we able to use this for, um... Commercial use or no? Define commercial use. Uh, I'll probably have to look through the terms of service. Yeah, reading through an EULA. Yep. Mm. You're thinking, like, can I use this for work? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes-ish. I mean, that depends more on your work than on Discord. Mm, Well, if it's UDP, we'll still have to do firewall punching, so that's... No, that wouldn't be any easier. I'm just trying to think of like, because there's plenty of times where, you know, we go somewhere and, you know, we don't know where they're going. We don't know what type of internet service they're going to have. We don't know what type Mm -hmm. of firewall rules they're going to have at these places. So we kind of try and make it so the boxes are set up to, because, you know, you can go out through a firewall a whole lot easier than it is going in. Yeah. So we try and set up the boxes to, to phone home. But even then, we still have issues with that, so... Try and set up like a like Skype here, where you know you set up a third party as an independent source to you know have both of them go out through the firewall, connect to the central source, and then basically create a VPN tunnel between the two. With the, uh, I'm in the weeds again. Sorry, that's fine. Uh, they do have the by uploading, distributing, transmitting, or otherwise using your content with the service, you grant us a perpetual, non-exclusive, transferable, royalty-free, sublicensable, and worldwide license to use, host, reproduce, modify, adapt, publish, translate, create derivative works from, distribute, perform, or display your content in connection with operating and providing the service. So essentially, if you upload it to Discord, they can do whatever they want. Okay, so I'll just not do that for right now. Yeah, yeah. But this is so. So this is entirely free. Uh, so they have a a paid version, okay, called Nitro, and what that allows you to do it's a five dollar subscription, five dollars a month, and it's um it allows you to screen share at higher frame rates. Uh, it allows you to have like it's just some some cheap stuff. It doesn't change your experience okay uh your upload limit currently if you try to upload something to share it in the the server you have an eight megabyte limit with nitro it's 50 megabytes uh you get animated emoji and you can use custom emoji from one server on another server but that's it the idea of the five dollars a month is that like you want to support these guys you think the product is good you think that it's something that they they should keep working on Otherwise, it's entirely free. Okay. Hmm. It's really cool. I I enjoy it a lot. The downside, of course, is that it's like IRC in that I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 servers that I'm connected to. I, I can't pay attention to all of them. Like, that's not a thing. 
I should probably leave a bunch of them. Uh, Gamers Outreach has a server. Yes, Gamers for Giving is going on right now, by the way. Yes, it is. I know because, because there's pictures the coming in. video that I shared, yeah. Well, that, but also I've, I'm also on the volunteers crew, so I ah. get notifications for it. And also, I'm on the Gamers Outreach Discord server. Gotcha. I bet you there's a like radio enthusiasts Discord. Come join the slash R music Discord server. No. There's Discord bots to play FM radio. That's neat. All right, so that's that. I believe we have a random topic. Yes. Yes, we do have a random topic. Okay. You should give this a try, by the way. I mean, the the, the thing with it is you have to find the right group that you want to communicate with, but you should give this a try. It's it. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yes. Um, since, you know, there was only three, three. topics, uh, yep. we got one added as a secondary topic from last week and no surprise with only three topics had a 33% chance of showing up. Yep. So the random topic this week is what's your favorite thing to do in the winter? Since we did summer last week, winter um, got added to the list. My favorite thing to do in the winter sleep. <laughs> Like, seriously, sleep. That is that is my favorite thing. I, I, I like sleeping. Really? That's So if you could just literally hibernate for... I would be so happy. <laughs> yes, as Dave lives in Wisconsin. Yep. Well, uh, has all your snow finally melted? Yes, I think. Okay. I mean, there, there's still like the really big piles that people had put together from like clearing off a parking lot. But yes, it's it's nice and... It's been pretty warm, actually. It's uh, got up in the 60s this week. Ooh. Well, I'm checking out your 10-day forecast. <laughs> Survey says... Oh, come on, you magey mutt. Man, my chrome is just dogging. Uh-oh. Yep, yep, yep. It'd be nice, you know, if my wired connection would actually work, but nope. So, yeah, while I'm waiting for this to load, Dave, would you take to gather a guess about what my uh your favorite winter activity yes why does it have to be in the winter for you though it's an indoor activity yes but it's a lot cheaper to cool down a barn when you know it's below freezing outside say that again it's a lot cheaper to cool down a what a barn that's what that's the the name of them is a barn not a rink no because a rink is a team what? Yeah. Why? Why is a rink a team? I don't know. That's just one of the, you know, because if you say like, you know, the, the John Schuster rink is his team. But the, the rink is the place you go to play. Calling a, a rink a team sound, makes it sound like it's territorial. That's just one of the things there. You can even look it on the. Uh... No, I believe you. I I don't doubt you. I'm just questioning the the, the logic and the thought about. God damn it. Okay, so you have a barn that you need to cool, and it's cooler to, it's cheaper to cool it in the winter because it's already cold. Yes. But it literally is, I mean, ice rinks, and I'm going to call it a goddamn ice rink because that's where you play it. I don't care if you call it a barn, a rose by any other name. Calling it, 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 you go to an ice rink, they are already cool all year. Like, the ice rink is going to keep their thing frozen all year. Well, yes, but it's, if yes, there there are people who do summer leagues. If you know the, the place is willing to keep the rink cold during the summer, do do some of them not? Yeah, no. Um, Wings, the the place where we actually curl, because uh, they own the ice rink across on this side of town. Um, they actually shut down that whole complex over the summer. They Weird. All the ice. They basically, you know, shut that place down for the summer, and they just have the other rink across town, which has one or two ice rinks on it. They leave that one up and running all year. Weird. All right. So your favorite winter activity is curling. Yes, of course. I mean, absolutely. So yeah, no, that that's a that's a no-brainer on this part. I mean, duh. Wow, there's actually a Wikipedia article that's the glossary of curling. This is nice. Oh, they even have the Manitoba Tuck, which has its own Wikipedia article. That's nice. I like that. But yeah, no, curling, of course. That's just, that's a no-brainer. So, 
Well, uh, since we have both really sleeping, that's the only thing that you can think of to do in the winter. I mean, no, it's not the only thing. I wasn't asked, what's, what do you do during the winter? But your favorite thing to do during the winter is sleep. Stay sleep. away from winter. Yeah, well, it's fucking cold. Um, I mean, fireplaces are nice, and that's more of a winter thing. Fire pits happen in the summer, so, yes. I mean, there's a balance there, but, like, doing having a fireplace is pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I don't do a lot of activities, so I don't ski, I don't go out into the snow, I dislike shoveling the driveway, but I also dislike mowing the lawn, so there's a balance there. The activities that I do are not dependent on the outside weather. Gotcha. With the exception of going to Manistee. Yes, the cabin is not winterized, so it's no. uh, not a pleasant experience there in the winter. No, no, it would not be. Which is interesting, because there's a fireplace there. Yes. So when are you supposed to use that? Well, the cabin was built before. <laughs> um, it gets, Fair point. It gets cold, you know? Yep. The, 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 there's no central air in that place, as you know. There's the one window AC unit, and then there's the one register, and that's it. So that cabin was built before central air and basically built before AC. So the fireplace was there in case it got cold, which sometimes it does during the summer. Yep. So, yeah. All right. All right. I, I well, uh, I guess that's a wrap, and I will actually stop the recording, and not because Dave said anything. Thanos! This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.